This is Brian. This is Mike. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week, we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones. But you'll have to wait your turn. And this week, the game is Backgammon. You know, Backgammon, I don't think I've ever seen anyone play this game. I've heard about it, but I don't know anyone who plays it. It's always part of like those classic game sets. Like check, it comes with checkers and chess and, and ours, checkers. And yeah. ours is in a game set. Exactly. It's always part of it, but I don't know very many people that play it. So I'm glad we're learning today. This game is classic. Totally classic. We like catchphrases, <laughs> and that's one of them. But this game is justified in calling it classic. It truly is one of the oldest two-player games out there. It's true. And it uses dice, but it's commonly considered a table game, not a dice game, because it has like a board game. Board. Well, there are a lot of board games that have dice, though. Yeah, but I think like... The dice are more... Prominent. Yeah, everything everything you do is a dice. Well, you move checkers, too. I don't know. That's what Wikipedia told me to tell you. Oh. It also said that, like chess, backgammon has been studied by, like, computer nerds, and they have, like, programs about, like, the possibilities and <sighs> probabilities, I guess. Those and, Big Bang Theory people. Yes. All of that. Um, so when you're playing backgammon, like I said, you're going to use dice, but you're also going to use checkers, which are also known as what, Brian? Oh, you're going to make me say this <laughs> word. Uh, drafts? Yeah, I think drafts. <laughs> On our checker episode, we said it wrong the whole time and had like twenty angry emails. But we had several we had several stern tweets <laughs> admonishing us for our pronunciation. Some so dra- dra- drafts, which is spelled D R A U G H T S, and can obviously be misspoken. But we also you can use what people call stones or men counters, pawns or chips, whatever. Really, anything that's like two colors that are could be put marbles, not like those little flat ones, like yeah, on Pente. the stones, yeah. The little like stone things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the objective of this game is to remove all your checkers from the board before your opponent does. And at first, the checkers are kind of scattered and they can be blocked by your opponent. And playtime is generally really short. So a lot of times people play in matches where the victory is a cor- is awarded points each time. Um, and I don't really know how we're going to do it. Let's kind of see how long a, a match takes. Maybe we'll play two. Best two out of three. Sure. What do you want to do? I don't know. Well, we'll play one and see how long it takes us. It may okay. take a, we may need a learning curve because it may take us a little longer. True. We might have to draw pictures or something. We indeed. <laughs> we may have to research the internet. <laughs> so when you set up the board, the board has a track of 24 long triangles called points. And the points are considered to be connected across one edge of the board, forming a continuous track in the shape of a horseshoe. And they are numbered 1 to 24. Our board has no numbers, and I think we're going to have a problem with that. Yeah. Like, the world almost ended when we realized that. Like, we thought about writing on the board. We thought about printing a board. So we, we thought about- we've drawn ourselves a little picture <laughs> that we have next to it with the numbers, so we're very clear. In fact, we've even drawn arrows as to which direction we are playing. Well, the confusing part is Brian. Brian's board goes 1 through 24 from his right all the way to his left left around to his right again Mm -hmm. and then mine does the same so i'm mirror image almost and it's further confusing because right in the middle of the board is (laughs) tic-tac-toe and some game called pass out on the end because it's one of those like how many 10 10 games in one sure like a game center i think on the opposite side is a board of either checkers or chinese checkers or something so to confuse it a little bit more players are going to begin with two checkers on their 24 point 
Their eight point is going to have three checkers. There will be five checkers on their 13 point and five checkers on their six point. And and to just kind of make this more visual, the 24 point is the furthest away from us. So Mike's checkers are on my side and my checkers are on his side, on the 24 point at least. Right. So, but my six point are closer to me. Right. <laughs> so it does make sense, but having a picture the first couple of times is actually really helpful. Um, and the two players are basically going to move their checkers in opposing directions from their 24 point, which is closest to their opponent, towards their one point, which is the point closest to them. Right. Points one through six are called your home board, and some call it the inner board. I call it my homeboy. This is my homeboy. <laughs> homeboy. <laughs> and the seven point is referred to as the bar point. Which... Which is normally when a board folds up. When you unfold it, it's the center part where the hinge is. Right. But we have a flat board, so we just kind of throw them in the middle. It's the space It's the space between where the tic-tic-toe part is. Yes. We should do tic-tic-toe. Oh, yeah. That's a good It's a game. game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'll be the shortest episode ever. Well, we can... Okay. Well, let's talk about programming notes off the air. <laughs> There's also something called in the directions a 13 point, and they call it the midpoint, but nowhere in the directions does it refer to the midpoint again, so... Maybe that's something for, like... Uh, variation are there yes. variations of game? Back there game? are very many different complicated versions of this game. So once you master this, there's a lot of ways to complicate this and make it a longer game. Mm, well, let's keep it simple. So to start, each player rolls one die, and the player with the highest number goes first, using both the numbers shown. In case of a tie, just re-roll. After the dice is rolled, the player has to move his checkers according to the number of pips. Pips? Have you heard of that? Like Gladys Knight and the pips. I don't know. I guess that's what the dots on a dice are, a die are called. I don't like think dice. I've ever heard that before. Well, that's what the He's leaving call them. on that midnight train <laughs> to Georgia. Leaving on that midnight train. That's the dice pips. Uh, so what you just said, for example, if you roll a six and a three, then you have to move one checker six points and one checker three points forward. The same checker can be moved twice, but you have to make sure the moves are distinct. For example, with the six and a three, you have to move that checker six, then three. And then there's something called a doublet. If you roll doubles, it's called a doublet. In this case, you must play each die twice. For example, if you roll two fives, then you have to move four separate checkers forward five spaces. Note, in a doublet, you must move separate checkers. Right. If you are able to move checkers, you must. So if either one die or the other, but not both, can be moved, then you have to move the higher one if you can. If one die is unable to be moved, but a move is possible, made possible by moving the other die, then you must move the other die and then make the second move. Does that make sense? It sounds a little bit complicated, but basically if you roll two die and you can move one and then that allows another move right. to be made, you have to do it. Um, if a player can't move either die in a roll because of the position of the checkers, then your turn is over and then play is passed. In the course of a move, a checker may land on any point that is unoccupied or is occupied by one of his checkers. It may also land on a point occupied by exactly one checker of his opponent, and this is called a blot. Blot. If a blot gets hit, it's placed in the middle of the board on the bar that divides the two playing surfaces. A checker may never land on any point that is occupied by two or more of his opponent's checkers. Thus, no point is ever occupied by checkers from both players at the same time. 
Okay, and then checkers that are on the bar have to re-enter the game through the opponent's home board. And basically, you roll yourself in. So one, two, three, four, five, six. So if I roll a one, it's going to go on the 24 point. Two will go on the 23 point, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A player, can, <laughs> a player cannot move any checkers until all of his checkers on the bar have re-entered the game. So if you can't re-enter the game then you're screwed and you just have to forfeit that's a toughie if you're if the opponent's like homeboard's full homeboard homeboard (laughs) when all of the players checkers are in that player's homeboard then the player can start removing them or bearing off which we're going to explain in a second the exact role must be used unless a die is greater than any checker can use to bear off in that case the die is played by taking a checker from the highest number point off the board a roll of one may be used to bear off a checker from a one point, a two from a two point, etc., etc. A die may not be used to bear off checkers from a lower number point unless there are no checkers or higher points. For example, if you roll a six or a five but have no checkers on the six point, though two checkers remain on the five point, then the six and the five must be used to bear off the two checkers from the five point. Right, and they can't be used to bear off, say, a four point or something, because you have five points there. Right. Okay, and then when bearing off, a player may also move a lower die roll before the higher, even if that means that the full value of the higher die is not fully utilized. For example, if a player has one checker on a six point and rolls a six and a one, he can move the six point to the five point using the one, and then bear off a checker from the five point using the roll of the six sometimes this is kind of helpful tactically if one player has not borne off any checkers by the time his opponent has borne all of his 15 then the player has lost a gammon which counts for double a normal loss if the losing player hasn't borne off any checkers and still has checkers on the bar or in the opponent's home board then the player has lost a backgammon which counts for triple the normal loss does that all make sense Kind of. And the point value, if we're just going to play one round, point value makes really no, you you win or you lose. Right. But if we're going to play like best to five or something, you can get one point, you can get two points or three points for winning. So. Oh, okay. Well, I think I get this. Let's, Let's try it, it. Yeah. Let's kick this big. Here's your die. Here's my die. Oh, yeah. See who goes first. I Aww. do. Because I go, I got a six and Mike got a four. So I start over here. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. So I can go here, right? Mm-hmm. And go here. Uh, Wikipedia says this game takes seven minutes to, like, 25 or something like that. I don't think we're going to be done in seven minutes. Mike rolled uh, two fours, so that means he gets to go double. Double, double. Toil and trouble. <laughs> Macbeth, really? <laughs> Oh, I rolled double fives. We're really highbrow. (laughs) Two, three, four. Oh, I can't do that. Nice try. I know. This game requires a lot of like think, not thinking isn't the right word, like counting out ahead of time. I bet as you start to play this, like things will kind of fall together and you'll understand like how to move things. But we have to like count things out. Because counting is hard. It is. In our heads, at least. Sometimes on our fingers, too. I'm going to put this one. What's that called? A blot? I'm going to yeah. blot your ass back. And I'm going to... <laughs> that was a really difficult decision. Okay. <laughs> what so now, you t- oh, you're not allowed to move anything until you get this blot out of blotter jail. That is correct. Oh. And I believe I can oh, by bl- blotting you right back. <laughs> and then you move the six. six. I can't do that. 
Good job. What did you do this weekend, Mike? Oh, my God. Um, My friend Sharice was in town. Hi, Sharice. She, she doesn't listen. No. no, she doesn't understand podcasting, really. Oh. I tried to explain it, actually, to her. Um, Hold on. I have to do... Oh, wait. I'm stuck here, so I have to go to... I could do that, and then I need to move four. So, Sharice was in town, so Friday we went to... A little old bar called Roscoe's. Have you heard of it? Sports bar? Yeah. It's a gay bar. The gay sports bar. Um, she likes it. Every time she's in town, we end up there. Yeah. And we got a little bit tipsy. No. Yeah. That's all we do. <laughs> we just drink when she comes. So she came to town um, supposedly for like a really elaborate booty call, quite frankly. Yeah. And the booty call didn't work out, so she stayed with me. But we like we were going to meet up anyway. That's a really long way to travel for a booty call. I know. Have you ever got on a plane for a booty call? Seriously? No. Never, right? I... I don't want to do that. Oh, blot you, mother. <laughs> um, so we did that. And then yesterday we went to karaoke, of course. Um, and I did some really good karaoke. Oh, I bet. Um, what did I sing? Single Ladies, Beyonce Single Ladies. They oh. didn't have Irreplaceable. What kind of respectable karaoke person doesn't have Irreplaceable? To the left, to the left. Oh. Right? I, I guess. So I settled. <laughs> That's pretty much she she left this afternoon. She just texted me a couple minutes ago while we were doing the intro saying she made it home alive. So that's good. Good. Um, how about you? What have you been up to? Well, this weekend. So I mentioned before that uh, past guest of the show, Candace, is getting married to Kristen. Yeah. And this weekend was their bachelorette parties. Oh, separate? No, they were together. That's weird. Well, like I mean, but not not for them. It's not weird because I mean, all of their friends are each together. other's friends. I know, totally. I guess I don't know. Like to me, I'm not a person that would have like a total crazy bachelor party where I would do crazy sinful things that I wouldn't want my partner to know about anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess that in my head, for some reason, that's what a bachelor party is supposed to be. To well, it was fun. We went to what was that place called? Shout House. Which is like piano a bar? yeah dueling piano bar, which I think is a misnomer because when I think of dueling piano bars, I think of them actually like fighting. <laughs> well, well, no, but like, I, aren't they like supposed to like trying to one up each other or something yeah, when yeah. they play? They didn't. No, not really. They're they're just trading off singing and oh. more working the crowd than anything else. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of birthdays and bachelor at and bachelor parties going on there that night. Is it in Glendale that one? Yeah, it's over there by the uh, the stadium. big stadium, the jobbing. jobbing.com stadium. Who plays there? Hockey. The, the Coyotes play there. Taylor Swift plays there, apparently. So yeah, it's it's one of those. <laughs> there was a giant billboard for her. <laughs> Tickets are like 100 bucks. I haven't looked, but I'm just telling you. Oh, you got four. Good. So they sang a bunch of songs and things like that. But here's, I don't know if anyone from Shout House listens to this podcast. <laughs> But I want to give you a little pro tip here. (laughs) When you know that there are two bachelorettes coming in for their bachelorette party, and it is specifically mentioned to them that they are marrying each other and they are lesbians, maybe the best decoration choices aren't condoms and penis straws. That's what they decorated for them? Yeah, that was on our table when we got there. And I'm like, what are they going to do with these? (laughs) (laughs) Give them to their gay friends. Yeah. Here's another pro tip for anyone else. Don't use the condoms they give you at Shout Ew, House. I'm sure does? they're like, <laughs> they would break. And They were in like wrappers and stuff? You don't want syphilis people. Don't use. Were they name brand? Buy your condoms, people. Don't get yeah. free ones. Were they name brand? 
No, they had their net logo on them. Oh God! <laughs> and people kept blowing them up and sure. using them as balloons, and that's what they're for. Passing them around. I don't use oh, TMI. Welcome to the TM, TMI section <laughs> of Game. I don't use free condoms ever. I ever. don't either. Lube though, who cares? As long as you, I mean, you have to make. Where sure. do you get free lube? You get the little packets at like Gay Pride or Rainbows Festival. Oh, I never pay attention to the free stuff coming away. Oh, that's why I go. <laughs> you just you just stock up for the next six months. Rainbows Festival is this weekend, by the way. I hate, like going on right now. The, yeah, as we speak, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I hate Rainbows Festival, and I well, it's like Gay Pride without the parade. It's yeah. just a bunch of booths selling like shirts that say S and M's instead of M and M's and Homo Depot. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then there's or like harnesses or free hepatitis testing and right. Well, maybe you should have gone. No, I'm good. I got, I got. <laughs> I'm kidding. When I was a kid, I went to public school. <laughs> All right, seven. No, four and three. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what game are we playing? The same Monopoly. <laughs> Uh, put it there. So then after the shout house. Did you move two? You moved a four and a three? Oh, yeah. Didn't I move one and one? Where? I thought, oh, I guess I didn't. Sorry. So you moved one, two, three. There. So that's four. Then after the shout house, we went to the explicit show lounge. What's that? A strip club. Oh, God. <laughs> I have you never been to a strip club before. Was it all men? Not no. the not the strippers, like the the. Patron. They're lesbians. It was women at the strip club. <laughs> I know that the strippers. Did you hear what I said? No, the, I said the patrons. Were they all men? No, there are a lot of women there. Oh, men and they they actually they actually uh, advertise that it's for men and women. Okay, women who appreciate the beauty of strippers. I guess. Sure. And there was this one woman on the front row, and she must have brought her whole paycheck in ones because oh, she was giving no. like. Every no. stripper on stage, like, getting special attention. I have a stripper story from this weekend, too. Oh, do you? Are you done with the your crazy bachelorette party, though? Yeah, that was it. We just saw some strippers. How long then... did you stay? Mm, I did not stay as long. We I left with the party bus, mm-hmm. like, around 7. 7 uh, p.m.? They came and picked us up and oh, then okay. took us to the shout house and then... <laughs> I thought you were saying you were done by 7 p.m. I'm like, no. what the fuck? They picked us up at 7 to take us to shout house and then eventually take us to the strip club. Okay. And they weren't planning on coming back until like 2 mm-hmm. in the morning or leaving there at 2. I left there probably a little after midnight. Okay. Got home around 1. Okay. That's a good time night. Did you get... Did you drink or did you not drink? I had a couple drinks, but okay. not too bad. Not like your birthday when you got the pitcher and just put a straw in it. <laughs> no. Okay. It wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I It was stripper night at... Co- um, Where did I go? Roscoe's on Friday. Oh, yeah? Which I hate because they like beg you to do like dances in the back room. Like the strippers come around. I and, don't like, like strippers. Touch you, like give you, <laughs> they like start massaging your shoulders. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, these strippers, they like, I don't know if they pay you, but like, I think you can pay them. Like, there must be a pay scale. Like, I give you this much money, you'll just come sit on my lap. I give you this much money, you'll give me a lap dance. I give you this much money, we'll go upstairs to the private area and I'll give you a lap dance. Or one guy, it was his birthday, um, he got to go on stage and have three women give him a lap dance or whatever. Disgusting. They did a seesaw thing with them. It was very <laughs> eye-opening. That's disgusting. But there was this woman, we um, Gay Pride Weekend, we went to Roscoe's too. And then we met this same woman. She's kind of an older lady who hangs out at the gay bar. And she has a bag full of ones. 
And <laughs> she, the sad thing is, I think she's a little like special. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Like I get the feeling she like cashes her government assistance check and like brings it to Roscoe's and pays these guys in ones. Oh, that is sad. It was really kind of just sad watching her stuff ones into these guys. I mean, and they're all freaking homosexuals anyway, pretty much. Are for you the, sure about that? Mm, pretty much for oh. the most part, yeah. I mean, there's a couple that maybe maybe aren't, but um, well, let me think about this real quick. One, two, three, four, five. Oh wait, what am I? <laughs> You're going there one more. I will go one. I will go to there. Um, so that was kind of sad watching her spend that money. Dang it. Can I move these two here now? No. you can, Oh, yeah. You got doubles. I forgot. Yeah. So I just gave Mike two blots. And one, two, three, four, five. You okay. can remove one of them. That's all I can do. Oops. Brian's winning. There's no, like, official way to tell that, because anything can happen, but... It's anyone's game. No. He's pretty <laughs> much winning. We used to eat these little cracker things when I was a kid that had, like, cream filling or cheese filling. Uh-huh. And they looked like these, but bigger. Like, they had the same print. Oh, like the checkers that we're using? Yeah. They're really tiny. They're button-like. So, one. I'm going to put that guy out of business. And... One, two, three. Just thinking. <laughs> Ooh, double, 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 double. That was very strategic what I just did there. It was. Mm -hmm. We kind of got quiet. We're like thinking a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think we're taking longer than seven minutes. Yeah, definitely. But maybe this goes faster once you like. We're doing a lot of counting and I think you start to like feel out. Well, those are, you know, this is six. So six, right. five, four, whatever. I wonder where the name backgammon comes from. Like, what does it mean? I don't know. I think it's a really old name, so. So that whole blotting thing is really interesting because it's sort of, it's like sorry in a way. That yeah, it sends you back to sends home. Sends you back to your start. Yeah. And could really like take a game that's almost over back quite a few spaces. Right. So now I have all of mine in my home void. <laughs> so now I start bearing off. Yeah. So one, one, two, three, four, five, six, two are off the board now. Well, Mike is still trying to get all his to his home board. Home board. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's now a race to try to get all mine off the board. It's a race. <laughs> it's an amazing race. Yours kind of look like Cheerios. Kind of. They look like they might be like um, if there was a cinnamon roll cereal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They could be that. Yours are the color of wine or... Wine cereal. Or <laughs> they could be the color of like grape fruit juice or something. Yeah. Mine are beige. Wouldn't wine cereal make a good cereal? And then you could drink the milk afterward. <laughs> for for those mommies who need a little extra in the morning, I only have four more left to get off the board. It's anyone's game. It's not. One, two, three, four. Okay. There you go. So I'm all in home, so you didn't get a backgammon. Yeah, yeah, I won. You just got a gammon. I got a gammon. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Brian won. It was, this game was closer than our first game though. The first game you like mopped the floor with me, quite frankly. Which is funny because I had no idea how to play this game until today. Like I knew, I knew the basic 
way the board Structure. looked, and it had checkers and dice. Nothing else about it. Beginner's luck, really. Well, I mean, I didn't either. Really? So. So, yeah. What do what you think? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. It's on, I mean, I, I would pull it out again and give it a go. Would you play this on a park bench in a park somewhere? A bench? Yeah. No. Like at a patio table at a bench. Oh, at a table, you yeah. You see like people playing games in the park. Yeah. Yes, I would. Would yeah. I play it on the bench part? No, I would. I no, you table. know what I mean. Like, <laughs> well, you could. There's travel versions, I'm sure, that have magnets. Magnets and stuff, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I would pull, I would bring it out, sure. I would play it at a coffee shop. I would play it in a box. I would play it with a fox. <laughs> I'm glad we played this because I've always been curious. Like, it's always been one of those games that you see and no one ever knows how to play it. No, totally. You're right. Before we go real quick, can I tell you about a podcast I've been listening to that I really like? Sure. Um, there's a podcast called I Can't Believe I'm a Loser. Have you heard of it? No. Um, it's the two hosts are called Paul Wade and Daniel Mitchell. Mm-hmm. That's a very European thing to say. They are called Paul, <laughs> right? Don't you? It's not that their names are, but that's what they say. Anyway, they basically just chit chat about their lives. It's two straight guys, and they are, I don't know, there's just something really funny about the show that I've been enjoying. You should check it out on iTunes. I can't believe I'm a loser. Wait, okay. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm really bad with podcast names, but um, p- type them into iTunes and you can find them. Uh, they do a really cool thing. They do a taste test every episode. A taste test. Mm-hmm. They bl- they blindfold one of the hosts and give him two things, and he has to tell which is which. They also do a cool little. Do they do like normal food or gross things? Um, sometimes it's like weird, like Japanese food they found at the market or something, or oh. it's just always different. They also do well. The last one they did, um, Paul's iPhone four uh, three versus. Um, Daniel's iPhone 2 and he had to lick the back and see which is which <laughs> and then they do a thing where they do like rap lyrics and um, they read off two different la- rap lyrics and the other host has to say which one was made up by the host and which one is a real rap lyric oh. they just do some fun things it's a good little show um, I'd highly recommend it that's all everyone check them out yeah you should definitely check them out if you like them let me know or if you have podcasts that you like let me know too because I'm always looking for more I found that one through uh, John, Lee Hart, John Lee Hart from Secretly Timid he, he likes them and he suggested them so. thank you John yeah thank you That's it for this episode of Game Night Guys. Links, show notes, and photos of the games we play can be found on our website, GameNightGuys.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at GameNightGuys.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. If you like the show, please consider writing us a review on iTunes. It helps people find us and lets them know what the show is all about. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Game Night Guys. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Mr. Mike Lawson. And I'm at Cheap Blue Guitar. Join us on Facebook and tell us about your game nights at facebook.com slash game night guys. Thanks for listening. As always, you're invited to our next game night. It's your move. Bye-bye. Bye. The objective of this game is to remove all of your checkers from the board before your opponent does. And the checkers are scattered at first and maybe blocked or um, hid hid by your opponent. Who wrote this shit? (laughs) Who wrote this shit? I am not having this.